Hey there, welcome back to the show. So today we're going to spend some time talking about physical activity and we've spent previous episodes speaking to a trainer and then also talking about the benefits of physical activity. So today we're going to spend some time actually figuring out how to make physical activity happen. We've talked about how the recommendation, the minimum recommendation is 150 minutes per week of physical activity. So we're going to really talk and dive deep into how to actually make that happen in your life. So come join us where we talk all things exercise today. Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project Podcast. This show is for busy mamas like you with a desire for better whole health balance, but you may be feeling overwhelmed and busy and really don't know where to start. Hi, I'm Trisha. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition coach, and I'm here to walk you through the whole health journey so that you can begin to have more fulfillment in who you are meant to be. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Welcome to your new project. Despite the convenience of so many things these days to make physical activity easier, like smartphones and watches, and there are like so many free YouTube videos based on exercise, there are activity trackers, and apps and just so many things. I think for a lot of us, physical activity continues to be an elusive goal that many of us haven't actually managed to make something consistent of that. Especially this, you know, last past year with the pandemic, when we have now, many of us been forced to transition to work from home and then how to figure out how to get working out in with the demands of the family and then also not having gyms open. You know, we all seem to know the benefits of moving and what that provides. And even before the craziness of the pandemic, I think all of the excuses that were being heard about not being able to to do physical activity were things like, I don't have time. I'm too tired. I worked a long day. And the last thing I feel like doing is, you know, working out. And my guess is that that now has been, it's even worse for some people if your kids are at home and you're working from home, certainly. So in some ways, the, like just the technologies of, of the world has made it a lot easier for us to make physical activity happen. Yet Many of us haven't been able, we haven't really figured out, I should say, how to spare 30 minutes a day on something as beneficial for our minds and our body as exercise. Current recommendations suggest doing 150 minutes of exercise throughout the week. So that could be like five days of 30 minutes a day of physical activity. That could be twice a week of higher intensity, longer physical activity. But how many of us actually meet this goal? My guess is very few. 
So instead of relying on hope and motivation to get us to this, you know, weekly goal of 150 minutes of physical activity, let's take this into our own hands and really let's start talking about how like actionable steps that we can do to fit activity and exercise into our life. There's four of them we're going to be talking about today. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is if you want to get something done and you want it to be something that you get done consistently, you want to make a schedule and write it down. So like all things that are important in your life, exercise needs to be scheduled into your calendar each week for it to occur. You wouldn't rely on just trying to figure it out as the week came on if you had a doctor's appointment. So why would you do that in terms of physical activity? A lot of times I think we think it's in our head, right? And we don't actually like do it and write it down. And so it doesn't happen because we're just kind of hoping that we feel this with this way that we want to exercise or we get this like burning desire, like, Ooh, let me exercise. And I'm not really sure. I mean, how many people get that burning desire? I know when I do it, I don't have a burning desire. It's just something that I've committed to and I'm doing it to cross it off my list because I've committed to it. Thinking about it in your head is not actually writing it down. It doesn't really count. It's really adding it, like going in and writing it down in in your physical calendar or physical planner, or actually going in and typing it into your digital calendar is what's going to work best. It needs to come out of your head. (laughs) It needs to be put in a place. The appointment of making physical activity just needs to come out of your head. It can't just kind of sit there. We don't want to hope for it to happen. And that's kind of what happens when it's in your head. But like any appointment in your calendar, it needs to be written down so that it becomes the same non-negotiable and that it offers the same commitment to you as perhaps going to your doctor's appointment. You know, you have made a commitment to yourself and you don't deserve to let yourself down is the feeling that happens when you actually schedule physical activity into your schedule. It becomes now a part of your day as opposed to something that you may get to when you have the time, knowing that you probably will never have the time to get it done. Early on when you're creating new habits, the habit of exercising is going to be much more important than how long you spend on doing the behavior. So for example, If you go outside and you walk for maybe two or three days a week and say you're only doing it for 20 minutes, that's a friggin' win because it doesn't matter how long you're doing it. You're getting the practice of making the commitment to yourself of getting it done. So, so for instance, it's the behavior itself, not how long you do it. That's where the, the good stuff lies. So if you decide that, hey, I'm going to work out this week and I'm going to do two or three days and say you want to do 30 minutes at a time, but you were only able to get 20 minutes done. Well, that's pretty awesome because it doesn't matter at the beginning how long you're doing it. It just matters that you're doing it, that you're keeping the commitment to yourself. So over time, as you continue to practice the behavior, the scheduling your physical activity, knowing which days you're going to do it, 
over time, you'll be able to probably get to that 30 minute goal if you're just consistent enough with it. So maybe it starts out that you're doing two or three days of physical activity for 20 minutes, but then maybe the next week you'll get to 30 minutes. And then, you know, maybe it'll take a couple months, but you'll get to your goal of working out 45 minutes. So at the beginning, it's not really a focus on the time of it. It's really focusing on the behavior of it. The more you do it, the more you're going to have that habit become more of your lifestyle. And so you want to keep track of it becoming a lifestyle and that any progress that you're making towards having physical activity in your life is amazing. So again, at the beginning, just try to make it a habit that you can do some kind of frequency during the week. And then over time, you'll get to be better and better that you'll be able to do the behavior more often and you'll be able to do it a little longer each time. And what I would do is also review at the end of the month what your commitment was to that habit. So If it is physical activity, if you're saying, I want to work out two to three times a week, you know, at the end of the month, look and see if you were able to do it. I also recommend having, you know, like a habit tracker so that each week you kind of have an idea if how many days per week you did that goal of exercising, because I think it's really important to reflect on that and to see your success so that you can continue to keep working on it and building on the foundation of the exercise. Also, you know, keeping track at the end of the month, how much physical activity you did for that month is a really great way to reinforce the behavior. And then also it really helps give you confidence that you're able to do it, especially if you have a history of stopping and starting with physical activity. If you look back at the end of the month and you're like, okay, I want it to work out two to three times a week for the month. And all of a sudden you look and you've done it like 12 times for the month. That's amazing. And think of the confidence that you're going to have and how proud of yourself you're going to feel that you were able to accomplish what you said instead of having another failed time that you didn't do it. So let's start off today by making a schedule and figuring out what day this week you're going to do physical activity. Okay. Doesn't matter the length of time. It matters the behavior. So schedule some physical activity this week. Next, we're going to talk about anticipating any obstacles that are going to come your way. So we all know, you know, how hard it is sometimes, especially when it's a new habit to make physical activity a priority. There could be so many distractions, right? And for physical activity, there's usually a ton of reasons why people don't want to do it. So I'm going to kind of go through a list of what people say, why they can't do these physical activity this day or this week, and then try to give you some ideas of how to anticipate these and how to kind of counteract that, you know, why you can't do something. So a lot of us will say, I'm too tired after work to do physical activity. Or perhaps you have too many distractions at the end of the day to fit a workout in. That's a a real thing. I mean, if you have to, if you've worked all day and now you have to come home and make dinner for your kids and put your kids to bed, like that really might be a real reason that you cannot do physical activity at nighttime anyway. 
So maybe try to figure out if there is a way in the morning that you can, you know, like stick in a routine there, workout routine. And I know you're thinking like, oh God, I don't want to wake up. I hardly get any sleep. But I'm not saying that it has to be all the time. Perhaps you can just say like, you know, two days during the week, I'm going to wake up early and exercise. And then maybe one day on the weekend. It doesn't have to be all the time. It just is trying to figure out, you know, if you can't do it at night, if there's an alternative. It doesn't have to be in the morning. You could also do something at lunch. You know, if you're at work, if you are not working from home, maybe you can take like a half an hour and walk around your workplace. Or maybe there are like a few nights that you can squeeze some kind of workout in. Maybe on a Friday night, the kids are already awake and maybe it's pizza night or something. And maybe there's a way that you can do some kind of physical activity or go out and do a walk while the kids are watching TV. So just try to figure out what works for your life. It may not be consistent. It may not always be a morning routine. I mean, for me, it usually goes back and forth. Sometimes I'm able to do something in the morning and sometimes I'm able to do something after I get home from work, but I can't start doing all other things. I have to just focus on that. That's my task as soon as I get home from work or else it won't get done. So I'm I'm saying that, you know, try to like, find some kind of flexibility. And when you do this, you may find out that you can only do it in the morning. You may find out that you may only be able to do it in the afternoon. So it's just really figuring out what has worked in the past for you and then kind of tapping into that. And then also I would like, if you're too tired, when you get home from work, get into your workout clothes as soon as you get home. You know, you want to get into your workout clothes and just get started. If you don't do that, especially as being a busy mom or even just a busy woman, there's going to be something else that's going to occupy your time or need your attention. So just try to get it done as soon as you get home so that you don't get distracted by all the demands of your life. So what if you don't want to wake up in the morning to exercise? Well, let's talk through this a little bit. What I would say to you is, is that Again, it doesn't have to be every morning, but maybe you can think about it as like having some alone time and that you're, it can be some form of self-care for you. That's what I would say. To make it easier when you get up in the morning, I would already have figured out what you're going to do for that workout in the morning instead of trying to figure out. Because how many times has this happened? I know it's happened to me where I might have like only like a 30 or 40 minute window to do activity, right? That's all like I'm hanging on by a thread in terms of like squeezing in this physical activity. But if I don't know what I'm going to do in the morning, then I spend all of that time trying to find a program or or some kind of exercise program that I'm actually going to go and participate in. And then it could be like, it could take me the same amount of time Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me where like maybe it's taken me 40 minutes to find something that I'm actually interested in doing in terms of physical activity. And then all of a sudden I don't have any more time. So then now I have an exercise that I'm going to do for another day, but then I don't have any time to exercise. So I would say to think about exercise as some form of self-care and think about what goal you're trying to achieve. And in the morning time, If you're waking up and doing some kind of exercise, is that going to take you closer to the goal that you want to achieve for that day? My guess is probably yes. So already know when you wake up in the morning what you're going to do and just get up, put your workout clothes on and just get moving. What if you have no access to the gym 
or your kids are watching like your main TV and you can't do your home workout. I would also set up any of the apps that you have. So say you're using like the MindBody app or say you're using Beachbody or say you're using Peloton. Most of those apps are going to be on your TV, but you can also download them on your phone and on your iPad. So when you have a little bit of time, download them onto your phones and other devices so that so that you're still able to do the workout despite your kids utilizing the main TV. What if you're not feeling motivated? Well, I think that's a lot of people. I mean, I think especially at the beginning, being and feeling motivated might be something that's a little bit harder to feel because you might be still really scared. Like, what the heck am I doing? So I would keep sneakers and clothes in a place where you see them so that like you feel bad if you're not doing the exercise because you know you've committed to it. And then somehow I would, to get you motivated, I would find a way to reward yourself for doing the exercise. And I'm not saying by food, not at all. What I'm saying is, is to reward yourself with like a phone call with your friend or watching a movie on Netflix, like that you've been really wanting to watch or reading a book. So something like that. So you can even say, so you could do something like, I am not going to call my friend, watch that on TV or read this book until I work out. Or you could, you could do those things why you're doing the exercise. So for instance, if it's really great for you to talk to your friend, perhaps you go for a walk and talk to your friend during the walk. Or perhaps you, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have like some kind of exercise equipment in your home, I don't know if that's fortunate or unfortunate because I could see that could be a real pain if you don't use it for sure on a side note. But if you say you want to watch something on Netflix or Hulu or just on TV, maybe you watch it while you're working out. Or you can maybe even listen to like podcasts or audiobooks or something while you're working out. So just a way that you're kind of having some kind of like motivation to get you started. You could even do like new workout clothes, new sneakers, anything that you think will kind of get you excited to work out. That could even be like a new exercise program that you've tried. And then what if you just don't know what exercise to do each day? What seems to be helpful to people is to have like some kind of fitness challenge or a structured exercise program to help minimize the choice of what to do each day or any indecision you may have to do activity. So for instance, there's a lot of like people will use like the couch to 5k and why people like that is there's a program each day. And so when they wake up each day, they say, okay, I have to run this much today or walk this much today. And then each day it's a progression of that goal. So it tends to be very popular because of that. It's taking a lot of the thinking out of it and it just allows you to wake up, you know what you're going to do and you do it and then you're done for the day. And then the next day, you know, you add on to that. You could also do something like a monthly fitness challenge that a lot of gyms have, or you could even do a structured workout program that has a different exercise for each day. So in my Facebook group, we've had people talk about the different Peloton apps. And so there might be like some kind of like 28 day fix or 30 day program or something like that you could do. I personally like the 21 day fix on a beach body. And why I like something that's structured like that is 
you're getting a variety. So you're not just doing the same exercise. You're getting a variety of workouts. So you're usually getting some kind of like cardiovascular workout in addition to muscle toning workout, but you're not having to think about it. It's already done for you. All you have to do is wake up in the morning, get your clothes on, get your workout gear on, drink some water, and then just turn on the TV and then everything is done for you. So that's what I would recommend, just kind of finding what works for you. And I know there's so many out there. So you just have to really, I think that's the hardest part is exploring like the different programs and playing around with it and seeing what you like. And then once you're able to tap into that, it'll be much easier to commit to something because it's something that you've done and that you like. The next thing I would say, the third thing is to start where you're at and be very realistic with your expectations. So you want to make sure, you know, I think at the beginning, a lot of people get this feeling of like, they're so excited to start working out because it's something that they think they're ready for. And maybe there may be even like an unrealistic fitness goal that's associated with that excitement. And so I'm all for being excited about working out. But you want to make sure that you're kind of starting where you're at, meaning that if you haven't worked out in about 10 years and all of a sudden you're going into this like very high impact class, it may be hard for you, first of all, to do that. And it also may be hard for you to set that goal of doing it like five days a week. So what I would say is, is what's realistic for you? Look at where your life is and figure out how often you could squeeze it in there. Hey, if you can go from doing nothing to five days a week, that's amazing. But if you can go from nothing and doing two and three days a week, that's as equally amazing. So let's just set a realistic expectation of where you're at right now and where you want to be in a month, because I want to make sure that you don't get disappointed at the end of the month or that something feels too hard that you then end up giving up. So kind of just start where you're at. And then just, if you can only work out like two times this week, then start there. This might be so much better than you achieved the last week, the last month or the last year. Any physical activity that you do is better than nothing at all. And at this stage, it's more about how often you're able to perform the task to make it like a lifestyle change, it's more important than the actual amount of time. So as you're able to be more and more consistent with your behavior, then you can start to add more days of the weekend, and then you can start to add more time to that goal. But at the beginning, just start where you're at and go slow so that you can avoid any injury. But remember, the more regular the physical activity you do, the easier it will become and the more likely it will to become a lifestyle change. So the goal is not to do the activity for a short time, but rather make it a part of your lifestyle. I think that's the goal we all have for it. And that's the goal that we all crave. So let's work on that goal. So for this week, You know, you got some things to think about when writing it down, anticipating your obstacles that are going to come in the way, start where you're at. So if you haven't done anything or, you know, maybe you're not as physically fit as you were 10 years ago, just pick something that you know that you can do now instead of waiting for. And then the last thing that we're going to do this week is create some kind of accountability within your life so that you can stick with this goal of physical activity. 
So when we talk about, you know, having some kind of accountability, there's all these different ways that we can create accountability in our life. The first would be to have someone to help keep you accountable. So that could mean something like telling somebody, look, I'm going to do physical activity this week. Maybe tell your spouse, maybe you tell your friend. And then now they've held you accountable because you've told them I'm going to work out two times this week. And you know, when they ask you, you're probably going to feel bad if you haven't done it because you've somehow let them down, but really you've let yourself down. Another way that you can do it is have a workout buddy, right? So if you have somebody that's waiting for you, or going to meet you at the gym or that you're going to do a zoom workout with, you're probably much more likely to follow through with it because you know that you don't want to disappoint somebody else. I think a lot of us, it's much easier disappointing ourselves than it is other people. So if we know that someone's going to be meeting us there, we're going to do it. But if it was just us with the expectation, maybe we're not going to do it as much. So at the beginning, that might be something that's going to help you get started would be to work out with somebody to help give you that accountability that might be necessary to create a new habit. There are running groups out there. There are all walking groups out there. There's lots of these different like You could do a physical community where you have some kind of accountability with like running clubs. I I just said that jogging clubs, biking clubs, you could have like an online community. I know there's a a, a lot of different forums. Some weight loss places have online communities. Some exercise have these online communities. You could be meeting someone at your favorite workout class. Another way that have some kind of create some accountability in your life would be like posting your goals on Facebook or posting what your goal is for physical activity in some kind of group community so that other members who are monitoring your progress will help kind of give you some accountability. And then the last suggestion under accountability is a website called Stick, and I'll leave that in the show notes, but it's Stick, S-T-I-C-K-K. And what that is, is that's a commitment contract. So I don't know if any of you guys have read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, but it's really interesting in there. They talk a lot about like making contracts to yourself so that you can stay committed to a habit that you really want to form. That's an excellent book and I I highly recommend it. So I'll put that in the show notes too, but this stick website is exactly that. It's basically like you're having some kind of commitment that you're making towards yourself. And there's usually some kind of monetary, like you're losing some kind of money or you'll check out the website and you'll see, but usually there's some kind of like you're saying so much money so that you do it or that you don't do it. So we know, especially with exercise, when money is a motivating factor that usually gets people to do something. So James Clear in his book talked about that. And then the stick website also talks about that is that you, if you don't do something, then you give so much money. So it's basically a contract that you make with yourself. And that if you violate or don't do that contract, then you give money to something else. That's not you. So you have to take it out of your pocket. And a lot of times people will then do something because they don't want to give up money. So these are all the things today that I want you to start thinking about when it comes to physical activity. Remember to implement small changes, go slow, and just get started. That's the main thing. For this week, I want you to remember the four things we talked about today. First, making and putting physical activity into your schedule for this week. 
anticipating any obstacles that could get in the way and prevent you from doing it, starting where you're at and being realistic with your expectations of what you're going to do, and then being so excited when you've done it, because how amazing are you that you were able to do it in such a busy week? And then lastly, but I think importantly is to have some kind of accountability. Look, if you don't have anybody that you can be accountable for, join my Facebook group, join it. It's in the show notes and I'll keep you accountable. It's really easy, right? You can just say on there, I want to work out three days this week. I'll check in with you. We'll see where you're at. So Remember, there is no right or wrong way to do any of this when it comes to making behavior change. It's more about what works for you and what you can maintain over the long term. This journey into self-care, it's not easy and it won't be perfect. Remember to just start where you're at. It's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better each day. Progress over perfection, my friends. So be kind to yourself, and I will see you back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.